The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello there and welcome to episode 268. Uh, It really feels today uh, here in Barcelona like uh, spring is in the air and uh, you know that's such a a great time of year spring. It starts to to warm up a little bit. I know in the UK right now it probably doesn't feel like spring at all. I hear there's a lot of snow there Uh, but you know it will be coming soon um, you know and it really does kind of put a bit of spring in your step um sometimes quite literally and it can help us a little bit i think you know with the change of season actually to be a bit more hopeful uh, about dealing with ocd better and so with that in mind if you are struggling with ocd or anxiety uh, then you can get a free session from me to get that you can head over to my website robertjamescoaching.com uh, there you can book that free session directly or if you prefer you can send me a message and let me know about what you're struggling with. Now in today's podcast um, I'm going to be talking about the importance of not getting into a kind of dialogue with the OCD. One of the major problems with it is we start to try to dispro- uh, disprove the OCD, to, to prove that it's definitely wrong or incorrect in some way uh, in order to have certainty. And this is one of the things that actually just makes it worse. It's, you know, a very common compulsion. So today I'll be discussing that. Um, if you find the podcast helpful, it would be great if you could follow and like on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK. And also, we now have Patreon. So if you'd like to support the, the uh, podcast in some way, if you find it helpful and you would like to get uh, a bit more of the podcast, then you can sign up to, to Patreon. Uh, the, uh, the link is in the show notes. Um, so there we go, guys. Many thanks. I really hope that you enjoy. As always, if you have any questions, Do please let me know. And off we go. So often in life, we're looking for the new best thing, the the latest thing, the thing that's really going to, you know, get us out of this OCD maze that we find ourselves stuck in. And, you know, actually, it's not always the new best thing that is the best thing and sometimes reflecting on um, you know wisdom from the past or you know um, you know ideas that have been floating around for a long time but that we we tend to not pay too much attention to because we're always on the lookout for for that person who has that magic bullet that magic pill that's going to help us to feel better um, and and actually you know sometimes just looking back, and reflecting on on wisdom that's already there that's been guiding us for you know potentially thousands of years is something that we can do so I'd like to to share uh, a little bit of ancient wisdom with you and that is the serenity prayer Um, 
And this is a really helpful way of viewing things. So I'll just read it to you quickly. Uh, Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. Um, Now, in a way, this is a very kind of stoic uh, approach to dealing with things. It's a very cognitive behavioral therapy approach to dealing with things is recognizing, um, you know, the problems that we have in our in our lives that we, first of all, that we cannot change. So if we look at that from an OCD perspective, of course, there are a lot of things that unfortunately we can't change. Uh, we can't change the fact, um, you know, straight away at least, that we're somebody... Uh, for what for whatever reason, and it could be a multitude of reasons as we uh, as we've explored before in this podcast, um, that that we're people who who seem to be more sensitive, who uh, tend to uh, tend to worry and ruminate about things. Uh, we we tend to be people who get lost in our thoughts, or you know we're very cognitive about things. People with OCD generally we are like that. And so to want to just be able to change that completely about yourself, um, you know, it's not necessarily that realistic. Of course, what you can do is learn to manage it more effectively and, you know, to be less prone to this uh, really negative way of of ruminating constantly and being lost in it. Yeah, we can definitely learn to, to lessen that. But to a certain extent, perfectionism, um, you know, thinking a lot, it is just something that that people with OCD tend to do. Um, so that doesn't mean that we shouldn't focus on improving that situation and and learning how to to get ourselves out of the trap of unhealthy rumination. But you know, learning how to accept ourselves more fully for for who we are, um, and and recognizing the fact that you know, being somebody that is more sensitive. Uh, that does tend to think about things deeply, isn't necessarily in itself a bad thing. Um, actually, in many in many areas of life, it's a really positive thing. Uh, it shows that you're a caring person, somebody who cares about the world and cares about the people in it, um, who wants things to be good, who wants things to be, you know, as good as possible sometimes. Um, it's just when that gets out of hand, it's uh, it, it's not. And so that's why, you know, the next line in uh, in the serenity prayer is the courage to change the things that I can. And, you know, of course, this is what, what we're talking about here really is kind of uh, the courage to to be able to walk away um, from unhelpful thoughts, things that we've recognized are, are are keeping us stuck in the OCD cycle, things that perhaps you've worked with your therapist or coach on, you've identified that, you know, you want to stop avoiding this thing or you want to stop uh, checking this thing or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you know, and, and actually it, it does take an enormous amount of courage with OCD when we're doing exposure work to be able to to do these things you know, to to make these changes. Um, and then we come to the final part, which is, you know, the wisdom to know the difference, um, you know, be- between the things that we can't change and the things that we need courage to actually change. And, you know, this is a, an incredibly 
important area when it comes to OCD. I know for myself in the past, um, you know, I would get so caught up in in not really knowing the difference between those two things. And therefore, when you don't know the difference between them, uh, it's very easy, you know, to just get lost in your thoughts and to start trying to to completely disprove something or, you know, to have that certainty that something really isn't bad or something really isn't going to happen or that you don't really need to avoid something. Um, you know, and this is, unfortunately, one of the most common compulsions in OCD effectively what we're doing when we get into this battle of of really trying to have certainty about our obsessions is we're just reassuring ourselves rather than asking somebody else for reassurance we're demanding that that reassurance from ourselves we're trying to have perfection and trying to know for certain that that really horrible intrusive thought that we have uh, didn't mean anything or that that thing that we're really worried about definitely couldn't ever happen. And, you know, it's a really negative merry-go-round uh, of confusion and, uh, you know, and horribleness. Because, unfortunately, the more that we get involved in this intellectual process of, you know, trying to figure everything out, trying to get to the bottom of, of everything... Um, all that really tends to happen is we create more and more confusion. Um, you know, we, we take something that we've been obsessing about and we can start researching it, start Googling it. And before we know, we've created another four or five uh, sub-obsessions that, you know, lead off from the main one. And we're, we're even more confused than we were when we started out. And this is something that's so, so common. Um, and this is why, you know, coming back to the serenity prayer, if we're able to have this um, ability to really tell the difference, you know, between a helpful thought and something that really, you know, isn't something that we can actually change, you know, between something that is something that's just part of us, um, you know, the, the fact that we, you know, we get more intrusive thoughts than other people, perhaps, or that we're more anxious than other people. That's something that we that we can't, we can't completely change. We can influence over time. But that is a little bit about who we are. And so if we try to get upset about that and annoyed about that and figure that out, why am I like this? Blah, 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 blah. We're going to wind ourselves up and we're going to make life more difficult for ourselves. However, if we can identify those things and just acknowledge that that is a part of us, um, um, but that we don't have to be angry, upset, annoyed about that, uh, we can accept it and we can choose to get on and, you know, live our life by our values anyway, despite those things there in the background. And in fact, what we can actually do is bring those things that we don't like, um, you know, about ourselves, about the way we are, the obsessions, the thoughts. We can actually bring those things along for the journey. We don't have to get rid of them now. They're allowed to be there in the background. And, you know, really what we want to be doing is focusing on the things that make our life interesting and meaningful and, and important and allow those uh, other things that we don't like so much to come along for the journey. And when we do this, you know, we're, we're actually, you know, living our life more in line with that serenity prayer. We're recognizing, you know, the things that we can't change. We are 
taking the positive action on the things that we can do, which is to try to live our life by our values anyway, despite that, which obviously does take courage. And we're also, you know, developing the ability in the process of being able to see the difference. Because the, the honest truth is that the more that you're able, um, you know, when an obsessive thought comes up, the more that you're able to, to observe it, pay attention to it, check in with yourself and feel what you're feeling in your body um, and then come back to the present and come back to your values and you know come back into your body then the more that you're able to notice in the future that you know a particular thought or obsession is not something that you actually need to give that much attention to is something that's come up many, many times before. It's something that has a very particular feel to it in the body, uh, a certain kind of vibration, and you know what it's like, and you kind of know a bit more intuitively that you can let that thing go, and you can trust in yourself to come back to the present. And when we do this, we can really begin to, you know, save ourselves so much energy because you know we're not getting lost in our thoughts constantly all the time and ultimately we're avoiding something that I call the anxiety trap which is you know trying to um, trying to fall back all the time on your analytical thinking skills uh, in order to solve OCD and unfortunately it doesn't matter how smart or intelligent you are you are never going to solve your OCD by trying to outthink it. OCD is a shapeshifter. It's incredibly uh, uh, good at knowing what to do, um, how to trick you, how to find something else to make you obsess about once you've finally kind of come to a conclusion about one obsession. It knows exactly what to do because it is you. Um, and so it doesn't matter how much you think about it. All you're actually doing is kind of tying yourself up and uh, tying yourself up in knots, and so learning to let go of that approach, um, even though it can feel really difficult at times, because obviously analytical analytical thinking skills and other areas of life, you know, are really really helpful. They're really useful in our jobs, in our relationships, and other walks of life. Thinking about things, problem solving doing all this kind of stuff is really good, really helpful. But when it comes to OCD, and when it comes to emotional problems, it generally just tends to make things worse. And so trying to, to live your life more in tune with this idea of the serenity prayer, of trying to recognize the things that you can't change, um, you know, having that courage to, to take the action on the things that you can change, and trying to develop that ability to, to know the difference. It's a really helpful way, uh, you know, to go through your day, having that philosophy and trying to develop this ability uh, to ascertain, is this thought uh, that I'm thinking right now, is it really helping me? Is it helping me to live my life by my values and to be the person that I really want to be? You know, that's a really helpful question to ask yourself sometimes if you're thinking, well, you know, is this thought an OCD thought or not? You know, rather than trying to ask yourself that, perhaps just asking yourself, you know, is this helping me? You know, because if you are, you know, on the 10th uh, round of, of thinking about the same thing and you're going around in circles, 
Well, I'm sorry, but clearly that's not helping you. And you've got stuck in that anxiety trap that I was just speaking about. And it's clearly time to walk away. And that has a very uh, typical kind of signature in the body. When we get stuck in that kind of thought loop, you know, you will um, be be feeling that in the body in a very specific way. And learning to tune into that, you know, can help you over time in recognizing those telltale signs that you're stuck in that anxiety trap. And actually, the best thing that you can do, um, you know, is to walk away and, you know, to focus on something else, ideally something that will help you to come into your body and to come into the present moment. So, there we go, guys. That is it for today. I really hope that you found that helpful. As always, if you have any questions, do please let me know. And I'll see you next time. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer any information that you view on my website instagram page facebook group or anywhere else online or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional 